Greetings, superstars. Welcome back to Word Up with Danny Katz, your one-stop 5D superhero listening spot. I'm Danny Katz, transformation agent, empowered badassery coach, and quantum languaging consultant. And I'm so happy you're here. Here at Word Up, we are devoted to supporting you in becoming your most authentic, empowered, liberated version of yourself. We do this by sharing quantum languaging upgrades, conscious communication tools, witchy life hacks, planetary service announcements, and high-vibing, deep-diving conversations with original thinkers, visionary weirdos, and rebel badasses. Our every show aims to expand your consciousness, raise your frequency, sharpen your critical thinking skills, and make you giggle. <laughs> Be sure to hit that subscribe button and to join us on Locals at dannycats.locals.com where you can watch the video versions of all our episodes including those that are a little bit too spicy for the non-free speech friendly platforms. And it's also where paid subscribers can tune into the second half of all my interviews and enjoy a plethora of other bonuses, including live monthly Q&As, unpublished writings and videos, and behind the scenes intel. Join our quickly growing tribe of high vibe superstars at dannycats.locals.com. Okay, now that we've got all our housekeeping out of the way, let's enjoy today's episode of Word Up with Danny Katz. Today I am joined by mystical, magical, super clairvoyant healer slash friend slash neighbor extraordinaire, Sharice Landice. Sharice and I have been friends and sisters in witchery for a long, 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 long time. And I was so honored, tickled, and blessed to have her on the podcast wherein we had a rollicking, improvisational conversation about creativity, consciousness, the state of the world, aesthetics, being a chick, etc., etc., etc. Before we dive into the show, be sure to hit that subscribe button so that you never miss an episode of your favorite podcast. And as long as we're on the topic of staying in my loop, I highly recommend signing up for my newsletter over at dannycats.com. I promise I don't share with any sort of spam-like organizations. I will only use it to keep you abreast of new books, new offerings, new episodes of my podcast, workshops, webinars, uh, when I'm coming to a town to lead something amazing on the quantum linking front, maybe when I launch a new homeschool class. So my newsletter is a great way to stay abreast of my work. You will also get a free PDF, five quantum linking hacks for instant empowerment. So it is really a win, win, win undertaking to sign up for my newsletter. As is always the case, the first half of this podcast is free for you and the public. You can find the second half of the conversation on my Patreon, patreon.com slash dannycats, or you can find it on my locals, dannycats.locals.com, where our tribe gets to cross-pollinate on a free speech platform and 
That's our HQ these days. So without further ado, buckle up and enjoy my conversation with the beautiful and amazing Sharice Landis. Hello there, my beautiful creature that I haven't looked at for a while. I know, it's been so long since I've seen you. You're so gorgeous. Oh, so are you. I'm feasting my eyes. <laughs> I love your optical illusion, you know, background so that, you know, like you're merging into the, the motion of the energy that we're swimming in. Thank you for noticing. That's what I'm going for. <laughs> it's kind of hard to miss it, but... I, I, I'm glad that you, um, I you love your glasses. Oh, what was that? I like the obvious. I like that you state the obvious because I don't think that really words should be skipped over. You know, I think that if you're going to get the immediacy, the full benefit of the immediacy of the moment, let me turn this fan off. It's hot here. Um, you have to stay present, which is the secret. Yeah. It also seems to me that like so many things that seem obvious these days to me are not obvious to the rest of the world. So just to be safe, better to state everything. Okay. But I think that no matter what generation era, that civilization that we find ourselves in, we're still going to take ourselves with us, this energy field that we generate. So, you know, like if people like us in different dimensions or don't, it's really kind of our job to keep on, on top of our, our um, uh, frequency so that we choose it. So that we choose how we're vibrating or so that we choose how we're being received or both? No, choose how we're vibrating. And then it's up to the receiver to, to deal with our truth. So it's not really our job to, to be mindful. I mean, you don't want to hurt anybody I mean duh, but you know it's you have to be mindful of your own energy emissions because that's going to connect you to archetypal forces and the earth is surrounded by bandwidth links of these like radio station bands um not just the Schumann resonance which they like into a radio station right but there's uh like uh these frequencies that are aura our auras um uh, uh, tune in. Our auras are like a receiver, and um, you can tune into different stations. And I only like certain stations, which are um, I'm I'm not an elitist. I I know that life is yin yang, but I if I can, I will choose to uh, I, I you know say that a negative. I say this over and over. For example, negative. Um, ideas or negative suggestions have no influence over any state of mind that I'm, I'm having, no matter what dimension I'm in. So I'm going to navigate as a, um, a free kind of free wheeler, like <laughs> wherever I'm going to land in whatever dimension. If we were, so the whole secret is to wake up wherever you are. So this is the dream, which, you know, many, many people, different cultures insist that it is. And I, why, what, what is a dream? I mean, words are just translations of what's happening to us. So we assign the word dream 
<laughs> we like how, who decided you know is it brainwave links yes but why can't we operate with the dream wavelengths dream wavelengths while we're awake so we have a waking dream in this dream which is waking <laughs> like in a nighttime dream you wake up they call it a lucid dream so let's wake up in our daytime dream that's my goal as as uh, my mission in life is to uh, personally wake up the most I can. And that is the equivalent of being more alive. So I'm writing this book, Telepathic Star Girl, and it's all about how to be more alive, no matter where you find yourself. And only you know if you are. So there you go. Only you know if you are. Like, no one else knows. How would anyone else know? Well, on the other hand, you can vibrate and know that you have a sympathetic friend or vibration that you can communicate telepathically with, which is what you're doing is being a great listener. <laughs> okay. In this, in this first like couple minutes, you've touched on so many things that are so like synchronistic and up for me right now. So I'm just going to, of course, of course you did. I'm just going to pick and choose in no particular order. Um, so I have been wondering, like, why do we just embrace the fact that we dream? Like, that feels like one of the biggest mysteries that I myself am embodying in this waking life, that every night I go to sleep and I have this incredibly vivid dream life and we don't question it. And it's just kind of cast aside as like, Oh, that's just that little thing that happens at night. And then I'm kind of walking through this density, trusting that like I'm doing great on, on some dimension, like on some dimension, it's super fun and it makes a lot of sense, but maybe not so on this one, but like what, yeah. Why do we dream? Well, this is um, in action, expanding paranormal vocabulary and um, using language to sound our, our waking experience, which is, I just woke up, I had this dream. Okay, we're used to talking like this. Um, but what if, if we, we used language differently? And what if we didn't just assume that that dream was in the past, like when we were asleep? What if we um, marry the two vibrations of the dimensions and, and honor that it's all connected because it is. What if the dream is actually like guidance for approaching our, our day? Or if it is, though. not what if, for sure it is. Right? Like what if it's this whole, like if the calendar six, like the whole biorhythms included the dream. Like when I wake up in the morning, I meditate, I pull tarot cards, I do a bunch of things. So what if I brought the dream into it to see, okay, well, how do I weave that into this day? Or maybe it's the cherry on top of the day before. I just feel like we're not really, it's, you're exactly right. The language that we've ascribed to it has us framing it in a way that just feels like so limiting and not really doing the dream time justice. And it's very well designed that way and does a perfect job at it. <laughs> It's impeccable. Whoever designed this control system, mind control system, it, it, I got to give them like a five-star rating. Seriously, they're really good at their jobs. Yeah. I hope they won an award. <laughs> oh, I think that it's inevitable. <laughs> Do you have any sense of what this realm 
planet dimension would be like without the inverted control grid laid on top of it? Would it would it even function? You mean to say like the yin and yang of, of all the natural law of life? Not necessarily duality, but like if language, like let's just say language time and dream time, just these three things. If those hadn't been co-opted and distorted to the extent that they are, you know, let alone all the symbolic inversions that we live, you know, like what would it be like in this realm? Well, that's, that's like a layer cake. And I find because there's an immediacy of this moment with our hard breath and that's commanding our entranceway to deeper understanding of all realms and life, um, the key to all aliveness, the question, the answer lies in the question. The question is imperative. So, I mean, because of my Zen like nature, I, I know that everything is included in the divine um, zero one, you know, if this is a computer program, then we're, we're, we're zero oneing all the time. Like, like Deepak Chopra said that life is turning on and off at lightning speeds in this moment. So I love the story of um, that quantum physicist that Alan Watts told the story of um, who wore these huge fuzzy, like snowshoe slippers so he wouldn't fall through the floors because <laughs> he understood that everything was vibrating and that it wasn't solid as we think it is. So I know it looks like a backstage or backdoor entrance to uh, answering a question, but actually having um, a wherewithal of how things actually work uh, that we're in a state of decay uh, as all of life and there's nothing to resist because there's nothing to hold on to to begin with because nature provides us with, um, makes it easy on us because we're decaying as we speak. Now, this is just the earth um, expression, but um, these forces of light and dark, like AI um, versus humans, um, can, I, I, I'm pretty sure it's everywhere in the universe. So wherever, wherever they can conquest, or, or like, you know, like with chakra system, um, a stronger chakra can overpower a weaker one. Mm -hmm. So, you know, the earth's conscious field of, is, is a combination of all of our auras. And so as we strengthen our own, like say, uh, energy setting, then, and then we add and contribute to the bandwidth length of other like-minded souls on earth, such as yourself. And we know a lot of people that we don't even know that we connect with that we're grateful for. So we're just blessed to know um, each other and everyone who can understand this language that we speak. Because mm -hmm. it is a language, it's like Tolkien, you know, it's like a Middle Earth language or something. Right. It's only for people that like, uh, we're interested, okay? <laughs> and, um, and so, but that doesn't limit itself to Earth because all these archetypal energies, I keep raising my hand like they're up there, but you know, they're, they're here too. Uh, we're walking through them. Um, uh, it's, they're there as well. And they're those, everything gets lonely. And um, even the higher, higher energies like angels, uh, not to anthropomorphize, but I, I will, I, I guess it has to be, uh, angels get lonely. It's like all life atrophies and um, 
And I wrote writing about that in my telepathic star girl book, because when you ask for help from higher realms, you have to be a good listener. If you ask for help from your holy guardian angel, which is your higher self, you have to have a dialogue. It has to be an ongoing connection. And you're the one who has to notice when the connection wanes, because then you have to do something to notice what, what am I doing that isn't life-giving? What, what, did I, what did I just, how did I just disconnect from that vital energy source of myself? You know, you don't want to be walking around without that connection. It's like you and me, babe, I got to I look in the mirror, right? So it's like us. It's like a, we're in awe. No, no, I'm not like, I'm not saying that. I'm saying that the higher self and the human is a, is a team. That's what I mean. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so I know this did not address your question, which is because the question had so many layers. So see if you could ask me the same question or get there, like with what I just said, or for what, how we could uh, maybe work that into our communication. Okay. Okay. I'm going to circle back to it. Cause you just said like 12 more things that I want to speak to before they get too far away. Ooh, oh shit. It's just going to be this meta layered kind of fractal holographic unfolding and the audience will totally keep up. So when oh, you I'm mentioned, watching. I'm trying to keep up too. Okay. Let's go. When you mention these moments, when we like notice that we've disconnected from our higher angelic self and we need to do something to reestablish that connection. Like, so can you give me an example of an instance of a, how you would notice that you notice that you had a higher self or that you've lost that connection? Well, first you have to notice that you have it. Okay. So walk us through all the pieces. Well, you know, you have to talk to yourself. I mean, I have no problem. I've always talked to myself, but a lot of people talk to themselves and now they talk to their phones, which is pretty much talking to yourself in a way, you know. Um, But there is, if you have a focus point, say I'm an an artist, say, so I can focus on a a piece of uh, creation and, 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 and and the intention is beauty and uh, higher vibe. So I can almost coast on a current that comes through that I can recognize as like, oh, I just had an idea. Like Einstein or Tesla or Edison, it's like those, those ideas are they just, they just catnapped in a way and they got an, a whole new um, uh, piece of information that wasn't, it was a non-local mind experience. I tuned into, so that's the higher self. Now I'm not equivocating the higher self with the non-local mind, the higher self is um, there's like a trinity. It's uh, our bodies, our higher self, our holy guardian angel, our, our etheric double, our spiritual doppelganger. Uh, this thing above our heads that we're part of is a replica of us and it's an energy being. It's, a, it's a, gone over my head and then I'll just like show that energy. Nope, she didn't, sh- the energy being didn't show up, but um, th- some people can see it <laughs> and um, can you sits in this 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 uh, this non-local sea of unified field divine consciousness so that's the trinity and and it's that's what i say the trinity is and um uh that is how you organize like you've got an ego body and you have a higher um instinct that comes through heart breath like when you slow your breath down your heartbeat slows down and um that's that's um that's a mindful 
uh, awareness that your body and your being, your, your, your soulful being is, is uh, related. So the heart is the first chakra of the spiritual realm, right? So the upper chamber now, as you be, bring your awareness to uh, slowing down your breath and uh, dropping your tongue to the bottom of your mouth and, and, and uh, breathing with, uh, I like to say, you know, I'm getting better and better every day in every way, I drop my tongue. Because uh, I did it when I was a kid and it really worked for me. So now I'm doing it again. And I, it's really uh, like, I just want to stay with the archetypal higher cool vibes. Like, it's like, you know, I don't need to do drugs because that's like a drug when you, that's why people meditate for two hours instead of a half hour. It's like, what, 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 you know, it's like, you may not understand why people might meditate so long because it feels so good. Mm -hmm. If you can get there which is, I, I mean, uh, a, day, a moment to moment practice of being swimming in this energy with people. Because if, if we don't have each other, the synergy of our connection is, it doesn't exist. I mean, it exists, but it, it gets amplified through awareness. Mm, okay. Awareness is actually time because the more you wake up, the more you realize, oh shit, you know, like I'm late <laughs> or, or, uh, or uh, you know, like when you come out of your trance, you, be, you become aware of time when you're waking up, you have awareness. To me, that's time. Mm -hmm. Time doesn't exist. And, uh, but the more aware I become, the more I'm aware of like how fragile everything is and how everybody I love is going to die and, and that this is a temporary, like, um timeline um and so that helps me to be more grateful for what i do have and not be assuming that it's not enough which is very popular um and it seems in the the 2022 mindset uh, is uh, of earth is that um uh they need more but it doesn't come from the outside it, it only comes from within and that's just the way it goes you know it's like it just works that way so and so in terms of like I know you mentioned like if you can get there right like you don't take drugs because you're in this blissed out state through meditation and some people will meditate for hours at a time because it feels so good in terms of like this connection with like this non-local intelligence or whatever it is that like comes through and is like I invented electricity I created a beautiful painting like do you have any practices or techniques for cultivating that connection? We are that, we are that um, thing that you're talking about. It's not separate from us. Mm -hmm. We're blocking it. It's like we're throwing logs on the road, like, you know, cartoon characters. You got to jump over these logs that we, we construct. Um, Interesting. So we're the ones distracting ourselves from the true nature. Oh, yeah, we're in it. We're swimming in this field. Yeah. All we have to do is somehow find a way to connect to it. It's not outside of us. That's the secret. Mm -hmm. It's, the, it's an inside job and, and do you experience loneliness? Of course. And then do you have strategies to deal with that? Loneliness um, is uh, the best way, my best strategy is to, to talk to myself um, so that I make myself laugh. <laughs> the more jokes I tell myself that I like, um, I'm better. I'm much better company for myself. So, I I must say I do. Um, 
I, I do, I have enough tragedy to find the comedy because I'm open for experiences. I'm not um, couch potato. I'm not living under a rock, you know? I, um, I'm taking on life and I'm willingly uh, inviting life and experiences and they're hard, you know? People are like on different levels and it's hard to, it's sometimes, you know, being around people in general, the, 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 um, the field gets uh, like a, a uh, they call it a group thought consensus where there's a, you know, it's actually like a wall sometimes and you gotta, whoa, I gotta run, get around that. and. So it's just gonna have energy uh, uh, to repair from interactions because we've been raised so miserably like um, unaware of our true nature and gifts that we always have to interface with these traumas and wounds that become the dominant uh, force in, in the room. But whatever energy is, is the strongest sets the tone for the room. Well, these are all the things in my book that I, 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 this is a lot of information. I better slow down because, <laughs> you know, I don't want meditate. I always hated people that said, oh, I'm, I wanted to do meditate today. This is like, you know, 15, 20 years ago. I'm like, uh, what is this? Some kind of competition? Like, are we competing for meditation? I, I was just always like, oh boy, that is not, that's not the purpose of it. It's, um, and meditation is, we already know we can just, we're meditating right now. So just meditate, however, whatever you want to call med. What does med mean? Measure. It's like, just, just do what you do. And I like when you disappear. That's like, because I have an etymology dictionary right here and I want to look up med. <laughs> Not to be confused with, confused with etymo etymology. It is etymology. Oh, etymology. Oh, not etymology. Not to be no. confused. Words, not bugs. <laughs> Maybe that'll be my new slogan. It's the buzzword today. Words, not bugs. <laughs> There's no oh, mess. Aren't, aren't we doing a broadcast on bugs? Oh, darn. I just got this etymology, etymology dictionary, and it kind of sucks. It doesn't even have med in it. Doesn't even have, sorry? It doesn't have med, M-E-D, in it. Well, that's like Latin. Med, I would imagine it'd be middle, right? Oh, I don't care. Okay. <laughs> All right. So I love that. I love you so much. All right. For context. So I heard you mention archetype a couple times, and I'm, um, I'm okay. extremely interested in them. So from my perspective, because we haven't introduced the audience to you, though I will do an intro before this. Sharice yeah. Landis, healer, artist, musician, wise woman, fashionista extraordinaire. <laughs> Queen of Beachwood, priestess of Beachwood. Telepathic star girl. Telepathic star girl. I I'm so glad that you're writing the that book. The latest work is, is, a, is an oracle book for um, um, everybody to understand how to become more alive. So I'm still working on it, but it is a, it's kind of a go-to manual for earthlings. Uh, it's an earth guide manual for star childs. And um, it's also a chakra oracle. So we have these uh, frequencies that are coexisting within us and connect with the, uh, the, the energy of the earth. And it's up to us to generate um, uh, whatever we want to. Totally, totally.
So I'm super excited for this book and thank you on behalf of humanity for writing it for us because Lord knows we could use it. It's a mission. It is. It, 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 it totally is. I have to do it. I'm on, I'm on a mission. I feel like that's the only reason to ever write a book is because you can't not write the book. You know, like not where like it's something that is clawing to come through and you know that the planet needs to receive this information. Um, Because a lot of times I'll hear like, I don't know, celebrities or influencers or whatnot, like, I think maybe I should add a book to my resume. And I'm like, please don't. But if if that's your reason for writing a book, please don't do it. My, My mother, who's 102, always says, but everybody writes books. Why are you writing a book? I mean, every, she said, everybody does that. It's very, yeah, it's very end to write a book. Um, that's actually, I'm not writing a book for other people. I, I got to confess because I was writing it for myself initially, just so that, cause we're programmed and mind controlled to keep forgetting who we are. And I needed something just to keep under my pillow so I could just open it in the middle of the night. And so I did for myself, I'm doing it for myself. And then I'm testing it. So everything um, is like on a vibration that is uplifting because it's a, it's a, it, as much as it's a mission, it's also, um, it's also, uh, um, it, it, it's energy. And uh, it's a way to be creative and jam pack something with a specific energy, just like a song or something. I would just like, you know, have a specific uh, feeling while I wrote it or, and, and same with the book, you have a certain feeling and then that gets carries through. And then anybody like, of course I love people and I want, um, I'll share if I ever have extra, I love sharing it. So this is me um, attempting to have some extra, but first for myself. Mm, I love that you just specified that, that when you have extra, then you give. I think that's crucial. Um, and I also like that you're doing this for yourself. Like A, I think, you know, personally, that speaks to my entire body of work, which is just me <laughs> in the process of mastering these things. But it's also more authentic that way. You're not like seeking external validation or playing into like stories of achievement or this or that. It's like for the best possible reason for you and what's wanting to come through you and what you're wanting to remind yourself. And then what emanates from that like is organic and beautiful and not contrived. Well, the first 50 years of your life, you think you have time. It's too much time. And then after 50, it's like, there's no time. It's like, oh shit, you know, I am do what I have to do. And then you have to do it. So <laughs> it's, it's, and then you, and then you have enough accumulation of, of, of traumas in your life that you see yourself through the dark night of the soul or like, uh, you know, severe hardship or whatever you come into the heart uh, as wisdom. So all, all of the alchemy of the heart is you have a really raunchy experience and you turn it into wisdom and guidance. Mm-hmm. And, and, uh, and so that you can learn from, um, and it increases your energy so that you have a, a, a more to give, but, but, but it's not forgiving. You're not doing it for other people. You're doing it because that's a natural law of a human that mm. we are energy. I love that. Energy, you know, the meaning of communication is exchanging energy. 
And then the meaning of telepathy is an increase in an exchange of energy, an increase. Mm. So you're really, if you're volleying with somebody who isn't just thinking, you can access even more when you're talking. So mm. you don't have, just because we're sounding, uttering sounds uh, from the heart, because the heart meridian actually goes from the heart up, this meridian goes right to the tongue. So when we wag our tongues to speak, we're actually expressing our hearts. And it, if it doesn't work that way, then then there's a um, you know uh, something inter intercepting like a log on a road. There's something blocking. So mm. there are natural ways to learn what being alive is because we never learned them. We were only taught what they were, and they weren't. That wasn't true. So what I'm getting from I'm having like an epiphany as you're speaking because I um. I have an interesting relationship with like socializing and other humans. And there's a part of me that longs to do it. And then very often the exchanges like are unsatisfying and I leave feeling depleted and like I would have had more fun alone. And what I realize is you, you mentioned telepathy an expansion of information being the type of exchange that leads to discovery, right? where we're unpacking novelty and I'm learning new things. And, and I'm realizing like, those are the exchanges that turns me on. There are other exchanges where we're recycling stories that we've told before, which are essentially scripts where we're waiting for people to like say the right thing. And I don't really have a lot of patience or tolerance for those. Well, that's why in what I'm writing, uh, I'm focusing on um, like, say you're in a room of people and oh, this is what I do. I, I, I have some techniques, psychic, like soulful techniques. One is that I, I scan the room for colors, like of people that I um, want to talk to. So like if I see somebody, depending on my mood, who's like, and of course I developed this over many years and it is possible for anyone to develop. I know it sounds far out. I cannot help that, but it is within our reach. I scan a room and I'll go like, oh, that person's light pink. Okay, that person's light blue. Okay, light pink. Oh, kind, caring person. Well, I might just gravitate over there and then look, keep looking, and then I'll be like, oh, light blue. Oh, that's a that's a somebody with a good sense of humor. And then oh, oh depending on my mood, like who I'm going to talk to, or that person's dark blue. Oh, oh, that's like an artist, a, a visionary type. Uh, depending again, like choose who you're talking to. Don't just. Uh, um, be a victim of, because uh, the humans right now are, um, I guess 90% are uh, kind of in agreement of what the, what the outside reality is. Talk to anybody. But that outside reality is like, you close your eyes, you set your inside reality, and when you open your eyes, like a screen on your computer, that's, that's you setting what you see on your screen. So Say if you're in a dream, depending upon how your consciousness is, you can then affect, then you affect the dream. So it's the same true with waking state. It's like we can set what we're going to see on the screen of our, our, our room, our world. It's of course, to a degree, because life is a sophisticated intelligence system. It's like we're lucky to be part of it. So I'm just trying to learn. It's like reverse engineer life. Like, what? How does it? What is it like to be alive? 
I have to start from scratch because everything I was taught is so hilariously wrong that I'm like, wow, that's why I said when we first started out, it's like, man, whoever did this, they really nailed it. They nailed it, man. And I'm, I'm just like, it's so, as you disassemble it and refire neural pathways that are making alternative pathways in your bio um, sphere so that you aren't just stuck in this one way of thinking, because it's not to humans benefit to only think and have one skill set. So the, the most beautiful thing is to have options. Like you think like this, you're having, when you're not having a trauma, that's when you should be practicing, you know, creating new options to uh, use later if you need them. Totally, totally. Yeah. Not wait for some kind of experience, which, but that's how I woke up by having experiences that were unpleasant. And then that woke me up that, that slapped me with that good old wet noodle. All right. And then you just wake up and you're like, Oh, but then it's a shock that other people aren't, aren't, aren't awake. Yeah. There's that piece of it. But you know, that, that, but then when you get past the fact that you can hang out with dogs or birds, what, what, what I, I've, I've got a bird friend outside. They're just visiting their migrate migrating couple and um but they i had they they know me they they, they say hi i'm like so uh they're they're you, you know the earth is um a, a good way to um remember you're connected to everyone even if you're not talking intellectually oh i was gonna say when you scan a room i avoid gray people people are actually have gray auras and they're in their minds. Okay, so this is what I was going to ask you: Was this is this color coding system yours specifically, or is it universal? I don't know. I know that that everything that I've I've, I've done in the last thirty five or thirty years, I should say, of my practice healing practice has been um, just tested. I think everybody has similar overlay blueprints of. Um, the auric field or the colors and what they mean but you know it's there's a lot of variations on a theme right? there's colors we can't see and you can see them in a dream but you can't see them when you're awake and so it's like what it you're we're assigning meaning to these colors through practice do it's you like, do you ever come across beings who have no aura because they're not human sure oh do you delve in like do you I'm not interested i only am interested in the human heart okay because that's the heart of the earth it... I, I love the earth i mean not not the, not the way everybody else loves it i mean i just i just love that i am a being a uh, um um i am part of the consciousness of earth because it's so beautiful mm -hmm. but i'm not pretending that I, I mean, the earth is, does what it does. Humans are, aren't that big of a role in the earth, um, but they, they, they are at the same time that they're not. And that's why we really have to just be humble and not know that we, what we know. Like, I don't know, I don't know. I, I, I say I love the earth, but my dad used to call me a tree hugger and that used to really, I mean, we used to fight. This was like 30 years ago. And I didn't get it then. I didn't get that it was, you know, uh, uh, a bad way to be. I thought it was important. 
but now I realize that me being the best I can be is 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 the most um, sincere, heartfelt response to my my moment. That I'm not guaranteed another one. Of. That's the thing. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. what the, well, there was this meme yesterday on Instagram or something. It was like, you have two lives. The one you have now and the one you have when you wake up that this is the only one you have. (laughs) 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 They're two separate lives. And you think you have, oh, guaranteed more. That life, yeah, that's like walking dead. I think we're actually dead according to um, our our birth certificate and all all these kinds of things. Like, I think we're supposed to be like, we're actually dead people according to uh, um, the forces that we were born into. I was just uh, fascinated by, it's not that, not that unusual to be dead, like, because people seem dead. And so, yeah, I avoid those people. Okay. So in terms of like, your dad called you a tree hugger, we've mentioned archetypes a couple of times. Are there any archetypes that you identify with? Archetypes that I identify with? Um, archetypes that I don't, yeah, like the archetypes are like, say we're looking at archetype is a a force field of uh, uh, energy. So it's a, it's a, I identify with uh, uplifting, insightful depth of um, uh, ideas that are beyond words, but um, love, I, love and joy. I mean, I, I, I identify with those archetypes. Someone asked me last week, they heard. The other ones. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't well, I was just thinking if I'm going to identify with an archetype like joy and love, I, I would say I do because I don't identify. I, although, you know, when I have pain or, or, or problems, I do find that I, I do sense myself identifying with it but then my higher self is like yeah don't over identify with either so do I identify I mean I think we're both it's hard to say okay so specifically someone asked me last week because I'll often use the word I'll I'll identify as a witch loosely very loosely right and he's not the first one but I've had people say like with your attunement to words I'm surprised that you would use such a loaded word to identify with. And then the way that I, you know, for me, we were given yet another Trinity, maiden, mother, crone. Well, I'm none of those, you know, and for so long I haven't been any of those. So which for me has felt most resonant and I don't really have any negative associations with that. Well, that's an interesting um, way to put it. Like the crone is the light lamplighter in the tarot. So that's just you shining the light a little bit ahead for other people. It's, the word isn't, isn't, is like has a bum rap on it. But um, a witch reminds me of Patti Smith in the late seventies. I, I lived in New York city and hung out with, with the, all the musicians at that time. And she, all her friends called her a witch. And, and then like a few years later everybody was calling Yoko Ono a witch and she's like I'm a witch I'm a bitch I don't care what you call me you know it's like it really doesn't matter like what people think 
I mean, I don't know about characterizing ourselves because we're not our names. I mean, what, what I don't know who I am from moment to moment. I'm trying to learn how to be more of this life form that's inside of me growing. I, obviously, this body is is a um, part of me, but uh, um, temporary. But my soul is eternal. So I think I like that part of the experience. Yeah, I mean, I'm really reticent to identify with any labels whatsoever because they're cages and they're loaded with, you know, stories and associations and all of those things. But then I look back to living in Beachwood Canyon with you and like, we're all kind of witchy. You know, I'm looking at, you know, Miriam was in Beachwood and just kind of like the way I see it is an alchemical relationship to reality where everything is animate everything is fair game for the playing and the tinkering and and it's very relational kind of animistic way of approaching the world well yeah and i mean there's a part of me that's reticent to say it because we're it is a witch hunt you know so yeah i I am sort of a witch i guess you know i don't really like to identify with these words that people think hmm we don't like natural healing. We don't, we don't like, uh, but that, you know, again, uh, that might be, see the word witch is so misunderstood uh, because of the legacy of the, the word um, in the wrong context. But a witch is really somebody who, and I, I identified when I was an herbalist, uh, studying and pouring plants and making tinctures in, in the apothecaries, uh, I worked with in Chicago, we, 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 we were witches. I mean, we didn't even question it. It was like, this is what we, well, witches heal through, um, you know, cauldrons. And, and we brew up the, the tinctures and then we administer them and then people get better. I had a closet full of uh, um, plants in, in, that I, I created and you just go to the different, you know, oh, this, somebody needs something, just I don't have that now, but I like living like that. Same. And I think it's really relevant that you mentioned Patty Smith uh, because she was also, you know, in terms of like rebranding a word because she had the Jesus is a, I'm not going to say the word because I don't want to get thrown off of YouTube, but it rhymes with bigger, right? And, and her whole career, she wasn't canceled. She was never uh, you know, like marginalized as a racist. She was, ta- again, like taking another negative term back and empowering herself that way, which is kind of the way that I see, the way that I, I don't even observe myself using which, but other people have pointed out to me. It's the same thing of like, I'm going to take this concept back from the dregs of society. for tuning in to this latest episode of Word Up with Danny Katz. I trust you are enjoying my conversation with Sharice Landis so much that you're itching to tune in to the second half, which you can find on my locals page, dannycats.locals.com, or on my Patreon, 
patreon.com slash dannycats. Joining either one of these paid membership platforms gets you access to all of the second halves of all of my podcast interviews, plus oodles and oodles and oodles of extra bonus content. So be sure to sign up to support me on one of those platforms. Before you do, thanks for hitting the subscribe button, for liking and sharing, if that's an option on your listening platform, and for being amazing and for being part of our High Vibin' Every Word Matters tribe. See you soon. Thanks so much for tuning in to today's episode of Word Up with Danny Katz. Be sure to hit that subscribe button if you haven't already. And as you are inspired to learn more about my quantum languaging work, about my books, my homeschool courses, my transformational and empowered badassery coaching, check out my website, dannycats.com. As well, track all of my latest content on my locals page, dannycats.locals.com. Thanks for tuning in. I'll see you soon, tribe.